Hello again, and welcome to the next exciting installment of the Who Cares About Anime podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Lobo, and as usual, I have a fantastic cast of friends and peers in the anime viewing and critiquing world. Today's kind of a special episode. We've we've got a uh, cast of ragtag <laughs> YouTubers here, and uh, they were uh, gracious enough to uh, be in the cast today. Uh, so we're going to go around and introduce everybody individually. First off, you'll remember him from last time, my right-hand man, Payton. It's nice that they spend so much time on Saitama on this show when the main character is Moomin Rider. <laughs> And uh, here is the uh, the crew of Anime Bomb, and uh, we'll have links in the description of this uh, of this video on YouTube, um, so you can check out all of their stuff on YouTube and Facebook, and uh, it's it's hilarious stuff. And uh, I hope to maybe someday be a part of that hilarity, perhaps. But without further ado, uh, here's Kyle. Hello, I'm just the guy who's a hero for fun. <laughs> and joining us also is Caleb. Easily the best part is the nipples on the lobster, but we'll cover that later. <laughs> and also, Carson. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was my bad. So just, just Tom All next, good. right? It's Tom. Just Tom. Okay. Tom. I knew Tom I was there. I was just, I forgot to exclude Carson. A shame upon you and your house. <laughs> we, we just, we call him just Tom. Anyway, so, so don't uh, worry about it. I wasn't okay. even going to have a cool line to open with. I was just going to go, my name's just Tom, that's it. Yeah. So I think that's a good start. Okay, perfect. That is, let's just, I, you know what, we're going to keep that. We're going to keep rolling here. Oh, sign of things to come, I am sure. And uh, <laughs> if, uh, if you haven't figured out by now, viewers and listeners, the title that uh, we all want to talk a little bit about today is the one and only One Punch Man. For those of you who haven't heard, well, uh, hello, welcome to the internet, and uh, congratulations, may have been living under a rock for a while, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, but uh, it's, uh, no, it's a extremely popular new title that uh, came out on the end of uh, 2015, and uh, now it's just, it's white hot right now, both in Japan and abroad, as, uh, as we will attest to today, and uh, we all just said, hey, we gotta find some time to talk about this title. So, to start things out, let's just go around the table and start out with, um, how did you discover One Punch Man? And, uh, you know, what about it appealed to you enough to make you say, yeah, I, uh, I want to jump on board with this. I want to see where this is going to go. And we'll start with Peyton. This is probably the one and only time you will ever hear me make this statement. Shoot me if I ever have to say it again. But you know what? What got me into this show were the gifs and memes that have been inspired by this amazing show. This, uh, it, I just kept seeing all this stuff online everywhere, and just this wacky, ridiculous stuff, and pictures of, like, people cosplaying, and then they, like, fist bump people, and they, the other person explodes. And it, I was just sitting there going, what the hell is wrong with this show? And I have to find out for myself. Then once I started watching it, just the sheer utter ridiculousness of it and the uh, the art style, it, it grabbed me in a very similar vein to the way that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure did, and I, I just really could not stop watching since. And that's pretty much all it, all it took was one punch, and I was hooked. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, how about you, Kyle? I, I initially heard of the show from a podcast I listened to um, called The Super Best Friend Cast. And there, one of their um, cast members was talking about how they were reading this kind of obscure manga. It has this weird thing where this guy punches dudes and he explodes. 
And I thought it was kind of cool. Added it to my list of like, I'll check it out one day. What super sold me is <clears throat> similar to Payton is I saw a picture online of the panel where that mantis creature comes in, breaks through the roof and goes, gah, 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 gah. my name is, and then he just explodes. And I was completely sold after that. And from there, I read the entire manga and pretty much a single go uh, purged through the entire anime. And I was completely, absolutely hooked. I love this sort of stuff, kind of like Naruto or like Jojo, where it's all about these crazy, insane powers, these really bizarre characters, and every bit of One Punch. I was completely hooked after that. So, whoa, so so good, so good. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, how about you, Caleb? So I was living with a roommate who's half Japanese, and a lot of his family's in Japan, and he had been going back and forth uh, once a year. And he, we would always trade manga, anime, uh, all this different stuff. And he came back one time and he said, you have, to, you have to check out this manga. And this is way before an anime was even remotely in the works. It was probably maybe 20 chapters in. And he just described it as, it's a guy who defeats every enemy with one punch. And I thought, I'll go, I'll check it out. It'll probably last 50 chapters and I'll just burn through it. And then, of course, it's, it's such a crazy concept. It's so self-aware and self-indulgent in all of the stupid anime tropes and stereotypes, but also has a lot of heart and also is really about this message of like, what is it to be a hero? What does it mean to, you know, if, if there is even somebody who can defeat somebody with one punch, you have a responsibility like with Moomin Rider and all these different characters. So um, I really got involved with it. And then as soon as the anime was supposedly coming out, I, I knew from having read all of the manga that it was just going to be amazing and over the top and, they would probably take it as far as they possibly could. Man, interesting, interesting. You really got a uh, first look at it then before a lot of us probably uh, present today. Tom, how about you? Well, uh, I, I really don't remember exactly the beginnings. I have to assume it came from a suggestion on uh, one of my casts on Twitch where a lot of po- folks would like run down different things they're watching and give suggestions. Um, and I think somebody described it as well, as the title, as a man that can defeat everything in one punch. And as somebody that doesn't watch anime as much as <laughs> I feel like I should, um, I, I don't really check out too many things. But this really interested me because I was, I was really, I don't know, I was really interested in the concept of somebody that's so powerful, nothing can defeat them, and nothing's a challenge. Where do they take that concept? And I absolutely love how everything progresses and how every enemy just just obliterated in one punch. But this guy shows no concern, nothing. And as as Caleb had said, there's so many tropes that I I don't actually experience. I only know of them through pop culture and every other person in the world joking about anime and things. So seeing them and seeing how self-aware the show is is just so hilarious. I absolutely enjoy the series. Very cool, very cool. Um, you know, yeah, it it is like... Um... I've almost thought of it as the the novelty of One Punch Man. It's almost like what I would imagine going back in time, what people's reaction to like Superman the first time must have been like, what? He's like bulletproof? He can leap tall bounds? That's so cool. It's just cool. And what particularly uh, drew me to uh, One Punch Man, not being familiar with the manga before the anime, like Payton and others have mentioned, I you know, was seeing it on the internet. I was seeing things pop up and I was kind of like, okay, what is this? And in particular, I saw somebody posted the clip of uh, 
Genos and Saitama having that little scrap where uh, where Genos is like, okay, don't hold back. I really want to test myself. And I'm like, okay, let's see where this goes. And I was just I was just flabbergasted. I was like, wow, that was one of the coolest, fast paced, you know, really well animated uh, fight sequences I've ever seen uh, in anime lately. And 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 yet, you know, you you look at Saitama first go and you know as i think the author intentionally did you know he doesn't quote unquote look like uh you know a badass superhero right off the the bat so but what really got me hooked was i had two really good buddies uh recommend it one uh he's uh, he's an avid anime viewer as well and said dude like it's it's awesome check it out and that had a lot of uh you know, wait for me. I said, okay, I do got to check this out. But what really sold me was simultaneously a mutual friend of ours who quote unquote hates all things anime. Uh, it's kind of an inside joke with us, but he really isn't, he just really isn't a really a patron of anime or manga in particular, but somehow my other friend talked him into watching it and he loved it. He loved it because of, uh, it was just badass and because of the, uh, the way it kind of skewers a lot of uh, a lot of tropes in manga and anime so that was my introduction moving on from there talking a little bit more about it um i specifically wanted to to reference especially because uh the the man himself is here with us uh, I, I was checking out um the pulppress.com and uh, i saw caleb writing about uh, about the manga and when you hear about the premise of it you don't even have to be much of a writer or something to where how we've been conditioned storytelling 101 if you will really you know a character that that has seems to have no flaws and no weaknesses and is never really challenged or confronted all that much it really quote unquote it, it shouldn't work and yet here we are talking about it and uh, i'd say both in sales and just you know pop culture it's it's definitely quote unquote worked something's worked so why do you think that is? And we'll start with Peyton. Well, uh, I would say that honestly, the answer to that, it, for for my for my perspective, it would be twofold. Um, one of the things would be that he, yes, he doesn't have to struggle, quote unquote. He doesn't have a struggle to deal with, which is like an integral part of any character's development. But I would argue that he actually does. His struggle is the fact that he never has to struggle which leads to a life of just supreme boredom and apathy to the point at which all he really wants, all he really cares about is having that one person to finally give him a challenge, to finally have something to struggle against. That's like what it means to be a hero is overcoming the odds. I mean, people like Genos, even though they're like top rank hero, you know, stereotypical shonen anime type. And in Genos's case, Iron Man meets G Gundam meets NSYNC. But the thing is, like, they, the characters all have something to fight against, and they have something to strive for and something to overcome that really makes them who they are. What does Saitama have? He really doesn't have anything, and that's all he wants, is to be a hero. And how can one be a hero if one never really has to struggle to be a hero? Um, in addition to that, as far as uh, outside of the anime itself, outside of the writing, which, honestly is is a brilliant parody of all manime of all time, but also a brilliant ode to it. I, I've talked about this with John before, and I, I, I uh, you know, this is not to hate on, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to give my hate on to, like, Moe fans or anything like that. That's great. You, whatever kind of anime you like, Slice of Life, Moe, that's great. 
but we have been so incredibly oversaturated with slice of life comedies and romantic moes and creepy lolly culture. No offense to lolly fans out there, but uh, it just there's so much of it. There is so much of it that to have something of the extremity of One Punch Man, or as our previous podcast discussed, JoJo's, um, to have something of this like extreme level of high-octane testosterone and very edgy artwork, when things like this come along, it's not only a brilliant return to, like, say, fans of the 90s, like, that's all we had was manime, pretty much. It was That was that was the genre, and it, it's kind of come full circle, but there's something of a self-awareness that has come with that, and it has made for a genre that not only keeps to the tropes that we knew and loved uh, growing up as kids, but it really makes beautiful commentary on it that only those who have truly come to appreciate the genre can understand. And I think One Punch Man does this probably better than any other series I've seen come out in years. Huh. Interesting take on that. Yeah. Kyle, what do you think? Oh, man, my answer is going to sound much less eloquent than what was just said. Um much like the, the natural comparison is of the, the standard Superman ideas. How can someone, how can you theoretically have a character that's so awesome just come in, wreck the main villain, and yet have a show with tension or a decent story or anything that can actually really engage people? Like, I love Dragon Ball to death, but even after a while, you kind of eventually figure out the whole, oh no, here's the villain, here are the characters that kind of slightly overcome the villain, and the villain becomes really powerful, and then don't worry, Goku's there. Don't worry, he did it. How did Goku stop him? He was just Goku. He did it. And so <clears throat> the idea of One Punch Man in itself is like, you kind of initially roll your eyes at it of like, oh, that's kind of weird. How do they possibly pull it off? And as it's said many times before, um, the fact that it's kind of a parody of old, like, con- constant tropes or ideas behind anime is what kind of makes it so appealing. Um, also, I just personally, I find the world itself to be extremely fascinating. When initially I got into the whole show, uh, I had no clue about like the whole hero society, the different ranks of threats. All of that was brand new to me, completely fascinating. And even the even the whole Power Ranger style of here is the villain of the week show up. It's a giant clan of sky monsters. Like it, there is something weirdly fascinating and very entertaining about that. And personally, I get struck with like a weird childlike wonder of like, whoa. That's a tentacle monster. Oh no, they're invading. That's their king, their sea god. Oh no, how are they going to beat him? And then where One Punch Man starts to throw its own little weird curve to it, Saitama rolls in, stops it. And in a weird, bizarre way, it's like a recurring joke with the most straightforward punchline, no pun intended, um, that it's, for some reason, it's so straightforward that it catches people off guard constantly in a weird way. I'm not sure if I was if anyone else felt the same way, but <clears throat> near the end of the show when or middle of the show when they fought the Sikh god, it had this weird moment of like, oh my god, he's so strong. How is he gonna possibly defeat it? Is this gonna truly be like is that gonna be his struggle? And then it ends in five seconds and I was sitting there, I'm like, Oh, I actually don't really know what I really expected out of that. And in a bizarre way, because it's so um it's so straightforward, it's kind of it's kinda of interesting to me personally of a of a weird, stupid joke of Saitama as a whole. Uh, but yeah, I I think what it boils down to is how good the world is as a whole. It's just so entertaining with all the different creatures, monsters, hero abilities. Um, yeah. 
Absolutely, absolutely. There's there's a, a whole nother, there's the backdrop of it that uh, gets lost in the shuffle a lot, I think, but there is, there's quite a bit more to that. And, uh, and yeah, thank you very much. Caleb, what do you think? So my background is in writing fiction and screenwriting and a couple of different like uh, narrative forms. And one of the things that One Punch Man does, because as, as kind of Tom and everybody else has alluded to, this totally breaks that narrative framework of character arc um, as far as strength is concerned, which tip, and typically strength is then like a metaphor for a character flaw or something else. In this case, the strength is out of the way, and a lot of it is about the character flaw in Saitama and his boredom and his quest to overcome something in his life, um, and he's trying to figure that out. So part of that, I think, why this show works is the mystery of his strength, and you're trying to discover, okay, what actually was it? And they haven't gotten there in the the rebooted manga, but they kind of touch on that a little bit in the actual original One. Anyway, I think the show works because you have all these side characters that do have a little arc, uh, like Genos, Moomin Rider, all these smaller side heroes that kind of come and play their role, and then Saitama pulls a Goku, as you know Kyle's talking about, and he flies in and he saves the day. Um, the one thing that I think really helps this series in a very strange way is there are these narrative structures that we're all super familiar with, whether it's a book, whether it's a movie, uh, a stage play. There's this idea that you introduce the characters within a third of the story starting. You're supposed to have it so that the conflict, the main conflict of the story is introduced. And then you go through different challenges, setbacks at the, you know, two third, three quarter mark. You have the dark moment of the soul where the, uh, the hero characters ensure if they can make it, they find something, climax, denouement, stories out. This is obviously written by someone who doesn't know what they're doing. It's drawn by someone who doesn't know what they're doing. So the structure is totally gone from what you would normally expect. So people come in and where you would normally think like, okay, I'm going to have this happen. And then they're going to reach their second form. And then there's going to be a long battle. And then Goku is going to show up in ghost form while Gohan only has one arm that he can use and, you know, Kamehameha's with one arm and then we're done. But that never happens in One Punch Man. It's this constant in comedy, this idea that you're going down this road and then there's a sharp right that you just didn't expect to happen. So in the case of, uh, what's the name of the, the, the stag beetle? Oh, shoot. Um, anyway, while Kyle looks it up on his phone, um, I mean, in that whole fight where we we hit the second form and then you're expecting this super long battle to play out and then it's, it's done in two seconds. The other thing, too, that's really interesting about the show that I've noticed is that all of the, like, typically what happens is you have the drama front-loaded in the episode, get the boring stuff out of the way while people are still interested, and you end it with the action. Later on in the series, all of the episodes start with the action, like in the case of, the, uh, of Saitama fighting the Sea King, and that battle is done, well, it's Genos and then Saitama, and then the rest of the episode is the fallout of the Sea King and him talking with uh, Moomin Rider, who kind of came in to save things, and all of the tank top guys pl- blaming Saitama for all of that happening. So there's this really interesting switch up of narrative flow and function, and it just makes it so you really have no framework to expect anything that's going to come. It just kind of happens at you as the series goes on. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, uh, probably a, I guess, a breath of fresh air to many viewers, I suppose, who have, uh, we're certainly in a day and age where we're now inundated with storytelling. There, There's no shortage of it. So that's, that's very interesting. Um, 
Tom, why do you think uh, One Punch Man works? Um, I don't know if I can top what Caleb said over <laughs> there, but uh, coming from somebody whose opinion is derived from somewhere where I don't watch much anime, I absolutely love the premise of somebody being so strong that the conflict of the show isn't whether or not uh, Saitama can de- defeat an enemy. It's more, in my mind, how he can fit into this weird dystopian society where heroes are everywhere, there's different ranks of heroes, and there's a lot of points where he Saitama will come up, destroy a monster, and then he has this moral quandary. Do I say, I defeated it in one punch? This guy's saying, all the other heroes didn't even weaken him. What are they doing? Like, it... it it's it's such a weird display of this world, and you, you're not, at least myself, I'm not really waiting to see who gets destroyed and how. I'm really waiting to see how each character reacts to each situation, having this weird godlike person that has no care for anything, really. It's just absolutely absurd. I absolutely love that. And with that, the animation behind these fights, and as Caleb was saying, they're all drawn out in the span of like two seconds, but the animation behind those two seconds can last maybe 20, 30, like the slowed time animation styles change. Um, I absolutely eat up the fact that Saitama just has this blank, basically smiley face for the entirety of the show. But as soon as a combat starts or he's winding up just one punch with a stupid name, his face entirely changes to this like very stereotypical, um, angled eyes and angry face and it's just like whoa he is he is serious now he's gonna punch that guy consecutively <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so um I, I really don't have much of a background in anime but I I I just I just love the Superman destroying the world and trying to live day by day and blending into this weird society where nobody really accepts him even though he could defeat anyone and anything in any chance or any variable i don't know he just he still doesn't care he's so he's so apathetic to every situation and he doesn't care i mean he cares about a few key things which really keeps me invested in him but as caleb was saying there's a lot of other arcs with other characters which are always just like little side tidbits to get interested in so yeah i think i think that's the series strengths in my mind quick thing i just have just say just hearing hearing Caleb and then hearing you Tom I like I think one of the joys of this anime is the fact that it draws in people who are longtime anime fans and people who really have no experience it really crosses that boundary and I think having a background in like fantasy writing I think it the problem with any genre uh fantasy anime whatever is eventually the the formula like Caleb was talking about you know the the different patterns of it it gets tired and you you have to freshen it up, and I think that's exactly what this does. And I think whether or not you know – if you know the genre, you will appreciate the fresh take on it. If you don't know the genre, you'll be astounded by how different it is than anything you've seen. Just while we're on the topic, so being – like I, I'm assuming most of us are like really seasoned, and of course Tom being different. <laughs> so what I want to ask Tom is like do you – like know the tropes are going by. That's that's one of the best things because I have a I actually have a story to lead into this. We're all kind of connecting these points. Um, the tropes of anime seem so strewn about through pop culture and through different mediums that I can pick up on all these tropes and just kind of chuckle along and go, haha, classic anime. I don't know a thing about it, but that's probably what anime is. Ha, ha, ha. 
that that kind of stuff is I don't know if it plays directly to me and as as Peyton was saying plays to seasoned veterans of this type of medium but it do, it definitely does let in people with this very it's got a very low barrier of entry for anyone who wants to enjoy and this is where my story takes place um I was out for brunch with my family uh just dad mom sister we're all sitting around eating brunch and out of the blue my dad just says so is anyone watching like one one punch man i'm like excuse <laughs> like and my sister chimes in and my sister's big into anime so i wasn't so surprised about that but it was the fact that my dad was just like yeah i'm watching this too i'm like are you kidding me what are you got? okay and we had this whole brunch discussion and my mom is just looking at us like yeah you guys keep talking i'm gonna eat this breakfast here it was it was so surreal because anime for me is such a it's it's a realm of its own that I kind of look into every so often for really uh, I I don't even know I probably have like three three shows behind me like Evangelion Attack on Titan and two things I probably can't name off the top of my head because the titles are long but it's the thought that my dad who I don't know to watch anime at all is just like so avid about this it just blew my mind that is that is hilarious. Uh- <laughs> So thank you for sharing that. That and and so now I I, I know that there's got to be something to that because as I mentioned before, like you know my good buddy from high school and college who is just like oh, that anime stuff, and because of the internet, um, absolutely like you said, Tom kind of knows. Yeah, ha, ha, I get it. It's anime, classic anime, or whatever it is. And and so he when he he watched it, I was so surprised. I'm like you. You you tolerated it. You liked it. He's like, dude, I loved it. Like he was like, it, the that they were skewering all this, you know, this this anime cliches that even I'm aware of. And so I think we kind of hit on in a weird way. Wh- why does One Punch Man work? There's a lot of different reasons. And uh, I mean, it, it it would take probably a whole cast to respond to all of your guys's things individually uh, properly because I think those are all really really good takes and and uh, and valid takeaways from it and uh like like Peyton saying I for one thought that as well it's one of those things where like for the last decade and however long and some change you know it's been very inundated with uh kind of your yes yeah, slice of life kind of moe stuff and when something comes along that's not that you know it's kind of like if you were eating cheeseburgers for every day for a month and then all of a sudden you get uh pizza all of a sudden like pizza is the greatest thing in the world now because you're you just you're you're like i just i just need something to mix it up and so when they throw something really masculine and quote-unquote manime down the pike that uh that helps shake that up and and uh, like you were saying kyle with uh power rangers i think there's definitely a lot of well-placed nostalgia for a lot of people with your super sentai vibe um heck moomin rider uh tell me that's not a common writer nod a little tip of the hat try to convince me otherwise and and for all the other reasons uh listed um something i was kind of trying to uh postulate myself was and i included this in a uh in a forthcoming uh review i did for uh the devil is a part-timer and that's another funny thing tom touched on like i remember when anime was like boom here's the title and now a days we get a lot of stuff like no matter how i look at it it's your guys's fault that i'm not popular and also duh, 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 duh. it's like it, the titles are like a paragraph long it seems sometimes but anyway the uh the, the thing i got from like uh, similar vibes from from shows like that, some that have been coming down the pike, and uh, more recently, and what I got from um, One Punch Man was it's kind of a and this this could this is just my sub- subjective ideas on it. 
being a millennial, I think it really speaks to millennials because a lot of us raised on a, a good good old diet of nineties, you know, shonen anime, um and, and other things like it. You know, we, we, we you fight the good fight, you keep getting better and better and self improving, and then a lot of us kind of, you know, maybe those of us who went into college or university or tech school or something, and then you get out of that and it's like poof, like we were in an economic time where it's like there was just a cliff that you fell off there for a while. It's like, oh my God, where's where are the jobs? And all of a sudden, after all that, you're working kind of like, I couldn't be a hero, so I got a job instead. I think that's the title. Really, Another really long-ass title where the guy sets off to be a hero. Uh, it ends up the, the villain gets defeated before he even gets to the villain. And so the guy's just working in a department store. And it's like, well, I guess that's life. So a lot of us having that that feeling of we have potential but you know where where's the recognition for it i think um a lot of us can identify with uh, saitama in that way in that he he did it for the right reasons he wants to be a hero partly for fun partly to help people and it's like has been mentioned it's really not a question after a few episodes it's not even a question anymore of can he do it you know absolutely he's going to take this guy out but it's just kind of that feeling of not getting proper recognition from like you know the heroes institution or guild i can't remember what it's the the you know so not getting a uh, due credit from an establishment or not getting uh feeling underappreciated from the general public or your peers um i think that was a really unanticipatedly i certainly wasn't anticipating it going in a really poignant point that the series had on me and i suspect Maybe not even consciously aware of it, but I think probably had on a lot of viewers out there today um, and this uh, generation. Moving on from there, kind of, you know, we had this first season as we're as we're recording this right now, 12 episodes, and, you know, the Internet's pretty much hooked on it. And it was great. So can kind of go into perhaps the manga a little bit uh, if people want to, um, like Caleb, uh, <laughs> more versed in that, um, and also kind of the anime but just kind of getting into what you were saying, Caleb, with, uh, you know, okay, this is, this is how you, you, this is how character development works. And okay, you've got to have these struggles. You've got to have these rituals that your protagonist or whatever goes through, etc. Where do you think One Punch Man will go from here, plot wise and kind of character development wise? I mean, do you think it's going to, do you think we're going to get, you know, a hero that really physically challenges Saitama, or or do you think it's going to continue on that maybe that'll be the struggle, as has been mentioned, like villain after villain after villain, Saitama can't find a challenge, and you know maybe uh, I almost saw in Boros kind of a an alternate version of Saitama there. If you have somebody who's has like ultimate power, quote unquote, and you know gets bored, has no challenge, so he goes out and conquers the galaxy because he's bored. Um, where do you think? they're going to go from here? Where would you like them to go from here? And uh, we'll start with Payton. My ultimate goal for this, my, my, my ultimate dream, would be for Saitama to just eventually get so bored that he just punches the universe and the universe can't punch back and everything just goes to hell. But as far as where, where I think they're going, I think uh, either A, yeah, I think they could indefinitely continue it on with the same shtick. And I think it will always take one punch, but like I, I can't remember whether it was with you, John, or with someone else the other day I was discussing this. Uh, I think one thing that would be just very interesting is for it to turn out that someone, someone else, 
does the exact same training regiment as Saitama does 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 crunches, 10 kilometers running every single day, doesn't turn on the AC during the summer, doesn't turn on the heat during the winter, et cetera, et cetera, does that same thing and comes and challenges him and they both punch each other and they both explode and that's just... That's he finally has his struggle, but it just ends in one punch. That even then, it's just like there's simultaneously keep with a shtick, but also he finally has his struggle, and his he finally knows what it's like to face someone that's just as strong as he is, and he doesn't really have time to appreciate it. And I think that would be just a beautifully tragic ending to a really mediocre existence for him. And uh, uh, regardless of where they take it, I think um, they have the thematic system set up in such a way that the show will continue to be entertaining and continue to be just a completely hilarious romp through manime no matter which direction they go so uh as far as hopes i could see a lot of things happening as far as what i think they'll do uh i think they'll take it to the direction everyone's thinking they'll take it and then as was mentioned before take a sharp right and leave all of us hanging kyle what do you think um it's always a tough thing to think about because, um, as Caleb and Peyton has mentioned, part of the appeal of One Punch is how just abrupt, sharp turns just occur at any moment. Um, so it's it's kind of hard to say what, where the whole series can go as a whole. Because correct me if I'm wrong. Aside from um, Genos and uh, trying to find the person who like destroyed his family, and Saitama who's looking for someone who can match him in strength. There's no actual overarching story to One Punch Man. It's just kind of their day-to-day lives. So it it it's kind of weird to describe because it's not like I'm I'm hooked on the story of it, so to say. Like there's no overarching like, oh no, there's this threat that's imminent kind of thing, and this thing could happen soon. It's it's more of like I'm kind of along for the ride. So in, in a weird way, it's kind of hard to predict where it goes. In terms of Saitama, um, I'm I'm. I'm worried that the whole series is going to start, that joke is going to kind of run dry after a while of, oh no, he can destroy things in one punch. And I don't know how much longevity that sort of kind of shtick has. So I'm hoping they sort of start to develop it. Um, My biggest hope is that that series ends with him finding someone that withstands the strongest punch he can. And then his like, his vigor for fighting comes back. He gets really pumped. He throws his second punch and destroys the guy with the second punch, and he becomes the two punch man. That's my <laughs> that's my biggest hope in the world is how that series ends. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, it's it, it's it's really tough. But because of how predictable or unpredictable rather the show is, uh, I kind of weirdly looking forward to just where it just goes. Caleb, how about you? So I'm. I mean, I'm. I've read up to everything in the original manga so i know about the next two seasons if they actually get made and i don't want to ruin it for everybody um Peyton, to kind of like touch on your point that you made there is actually a villain that comes up that is somewhat to uh something of an equivalent to saitama he doesn't go through the same training but they build him up as this is a dark side saitama that is going to be a very very interesting arc however um i i had a friend that i was talking to uh, that I introduced the story to, and he was super into it because of all the ways that it broke normal anime. However, the series does start to kind of get into a little bit of um, the Goku uh, thing, actually, where it is like you're focused entirely on these side characters, and then Saitama comes in and saves the day. And what I'm hoping through the anime that 
I think the anime has been really good for highlighting the character development and actually putting in a lot of time with like like with after the sink seeking episode or at the end of it when Saitama sits down with Moomin Rider, pulling out more of that character development, pulling out more of that normal everyday tension of just people talking to other people, not necessarily displaying it in strength and making it so that it is more about relatable life and kind of boredom and trying to achieve something, but not really sure being sure what the challenge is being weak in a really strange way. Um, so taking it more in a character direction than necessarily just a straight up physical, because we've, we've done that already. You're, you're not going to do anything higher than the Boros fight. It's like strength on strength. Okay. We're done there. We need to find a different Avenue to go down to keep things fresh and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, too wonder like the how do you top the Boros fight in terms of just power on power? So absolutely, uh, Tom. What are some of your thoughts? Um, again, bringing it back to that Boros fight, I, whew, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of crazy because once you get to the Boros fight, it it really feels like every avenue of trying to get stronger, trying to find something stronger than One Punch Man to defeat, is not going to happen. I think that's that's a dead end in my opinion. Like we'll never see something uh, to match him ever again in my mind. That's how I see the series going because having this creature traveling billions of years, destroying planets, trying to do what Saitama is doing, but with this world domination angle, it was beautiful in the way that you know this is the darker side of what Saitama could have been. And then you have this fight. He went. Oh, spoiler! Sorry. And <laughs> and it's just. It just really solidifies that that's it. That's that's the end, as far as I know. That's where that's going to end, strength wise. But with the more, with the later episodes, you can really see that they're playing up character development. As Caleb said, most of the time spent in the show is with other characters and with their own fights of strength and whatnot. And again, as Caleb said, I'm just going to be a <laughs> Caleb clone. Um, I don't, I don't watch Dragon Ball Z, but he, he mentioned Goku as somebody that comes in at the end of an episode and just destroys, um, I could definitely see that happening for the rest of the series as you, you follow along with all of the side characters, see their interactions within the Guild of Heroes or the name for that. And just, I, I, again, I really do lead this back to the social interactions between people rather than the fights that Saitama will have in the future. And I think that's going to be the strength of the series moving forwards. But I love the fact that with the end of this series or season, sorry, um, they they really they, they haven't at all slowed down, especially with the fights. The fights go stronger, stronger, stronger. And at the end of the season, it, it plateaus. That's that's the end. As far as I can tell, that is as strong as an enemy is ever going to get. And that makes me think that this next season is going to go in an entirely different direction. And that's what's got me strong and just excited to see what happens next. Okay, but maybe maybe what's going to happen is we're going to have this expectation of it has to change, and because it, it's going to do this like reverse psychology thing, and it, every fight is just going to end with Saitama just one punching and then making hard eye contact with the audience. <laughs> like this is what you're in for. This is your life now. This is it. I, I think the ending of the series is going to be him looking at the screen and punching the screen, and your TV shatters, and that's the end. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> <laughs> oh man there you go Peyton if, 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 if they're if I'm sure they are lol but no if they're listening there you go that's that's have everyone's TV sets explode that would be the the ultimate ending but 
no, I think um, I think that is part of the fun. Is is with this one, it is going to be really really tough and uh, to predict. And I, I, I like that. Um, I, I think I think most viewers do in their heart of hearts. Uh, you you like that. You don't want to know exactly what's what's going to happen. Um, and if it's doing you know reverse psychology, or maybe they'll know that we're thinking they'll do reverse psychology, so they really won't. And it's you know it's just it's just going to be um, a box of mystery, if you will. Uh, I don't know where I got that turn of phrase from, but. <laughs> now, uh, I, I I do think though it, it, they could stick with the shtick indefinitely, and it'd be entertaining, and you know it could be internet fodder forever, pretty much. But I I think now that the the novelty of it has has worn off a little bit, since now everybody, you know, the first twelve episodes, it's what's this thing called One Punch Man? Why is he bald? Um, is it really just with one punch and that kind of thing? So now that people are hooked on board, I do think you're going to have to have development in some way. And I think it's just going to be interesting to see whether are they going to try in a fighting, in a battle, in a physical sense, um, and just, you know, kind of go the Gurren Lagan route where, you know, like, let's just be absurd to the farthest end of the spectrum as possible. Like, you know, by the end, of, you know, talking about spoiler alerts here, you know that that's that's where Gurren Lagann kind of takes it. Like you know maybe you know One Punch Man is going to be you know having galaxies thrown at him. I mean you, you could do that with One Punch Man. On the other hand, I do kind of like the idea of the Boros fight. That was kind of that was kind of it. It all culminated to that, and from there, I think everybody will kind of agree you do have interesting characters in this one. Saitama's the main character, the Goku esque character, absolutely, but he and and everyone else is really interesting and um it's this weird it's funny i was just thinking this in my mind how we were talking about and comparing manime versus slice of life and now we kind of have something kind of come full circle where um i believe it was you kyle who said and and others have commented on it as well the lack of the apparent story arc and it just kind of is this day-to-day like oh what's going to happen today you know uh saitama's going to go to the store and you know buy some vegetables and is he going to run into a monster on the way who knows but uh let's stick around and find out so um in short i guess i too have no idea listeners and viewers and uh, i don't think anybody really does but uh on where it's going to go and i think that's precisely the point i think that's going to be the fun and as long as it's i do want to see some development i want to see character struggle and stuff but as long as they keep that theme of fun and awesome that they absolutely nailed right off the bat with with these first 12 episodes, then I'm sold. I'm on board. Show me more. Well, gentlemen, I think uh, as we're seeking to wrap up here today, I think that was the only episode ever, Peyton. We forgot to say spoiler warning in the beginning, so we'll have to put that in the description somewhere. Oh, um, no. You know, oh, oh, no. heaven forbid. How will they ever survive? I don't Guys, know. Spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll... we'll a spoiler. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. you know, heaven forbid, if you, you know, you, you, yeah, you, if you come into our stuff, we're going to be talking about I, the I show, like show, so, But you I know. feel like out of all the shows we've done, this one, the, what you're going to see is in the title of the show. So if you are if you are coming into this saying one punch man, I wonder if he kills them with a hundred punches. I have some bad news. 
<laughs> he's not a hundred punch man for for Pete's sake. But but no. So let's just uh, and of course we can open it up to just some general discussion if people have time at the end here. But uh, just kind of a, uh, on that spirit of just fun, um, I figured we kind of end it with people going around. And uh, as is tradition, kind of at this point, we'll we'll start with you, Payton, and let's just go around. Um, who's your favorite character, and why is it Moomin Rider? Well, I mean, Moomin Rider is Moomin Rider, and, and and the cyclist for justice. You you cannot you cannot hate on that. But uh, now I have to say, uh, okay, so I, I'm gonna be that guy, and I'm gonna say I have a three way tie. And it's just for the levels of sheer ridiculousness. Of course, Saitama's got to be in there, but I'm just not even going to count that because everybody loves Saitama. So if I were to name three other than Saitama, I would say uh, Moomin Rider, of course. Um, Pooty Pooty Prisoner has to be in there just for the moment that guy got on the scene. I'm like, this can't be a hero. This is this is this is horrifying. This is this is a this this is the guy that you do not want to be in a cell with in prison. This is horrifying, but uh, and especially the fact that he fights naked for his ultimate moves. Although I have to admit, it, it, you know, if that's your villain, if if Pooty Pooty Prisoner ends up being your supervillain, I think you're doing okay. It's it's at least entertaining to watch the whole way through. But uh, the uh, the other one that I like is uh, Speed of Sound Sonic, which I feel like he, in a lot of ways, to me is the polar opposite. Of what Saitama is. Like, Saitama is, you know, this, like, complete, mellow, like, you know, whatever kind of guy that he just, he just does what he does for fun, and, and that's it. Like, he's, he's not challenged, he, he doesn't look like he should be tough, but he is. He hits Sonic, and he, he looks, he's drawn like every, like, anime anti-hero that should be this badass rival to the main character. He's got all these really cool abilities, and who does he beat in this whole setup? He he beats one person, and that is a at best two bit thug in a suit, and who whose superpowers he has an extra hard head. I mean, seriously, this this guy he has everything, every cool, ridiculous power, every super cool, you know, nonchalant tough guy, cool guy kind of line. And yet he can't win anything. He just sucks. He shows up late to the party every time. And by the time he gets there, Saitama's already taken care of it. Or he, when he goes up against the Sea King, he's just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm super powerful when you're, like, at your weakest. And then as soon as you get any kind of strength, he's just this pathetic piece of crap. And it's just, it, it just makes for a very entertaining time, especially because I'll, I'll admit my guilty pleasure is, like, the badass calm and collected rival type anti-hero and this guy just wonderfully fails at that in every conceivable notion <laughs> no, tell me how you really feel babe. no no thank you <laughs> well if you want to know my true feelings john you should just come over here and find them out for yourself well now that you've said you like Pooty 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 prisoner. prisoner i might have to think twice about that so uh moving on no uh kyle how about you favorite character or characters my, uh, my favorite is uh, Moomin Rider because he's really cool. <laughs> he, he rides a bicycle and he's got a heart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> boo! Boo! Boo oh, your choice. Oh. For real though, I do love Moomin Rider. Um, I don't typically uh, fall for the sort of like the, the part where you like sympathize with the hero of like, oh no, can they win? I almost never fall for that. But uh, during the Sea King arc, I was like borderline tears and he's like, 
oh, I know I can't win. I'm me of all people. I know that. And I was sitting there on the edge of my chair. I'm like, you can do it, buddy. I believe in you. <laughs> so the fact that he's so effective to me, who has like an impenetrable heart of isolation, is so good. I love that guy. But just so this doesn't turn into a Moomin Rider podcast, um, I'm going to say my second favorite character who shows up more in the manga is Metal Bat. Because that guy is a badass. <laughs> And the shit that he does later on is phenomenal. He's just this typical punk, which as far as I know, he doesn't really have a power other than he's really strong and has a metal baseball bat. He likes his sister a lot, um, and he's just really strong. That's that's all I got. He's just awesome. <laughs> that guy's a badass. I love that guy. Man, I, how could I almost forget? I, I remember being like, so so that's your thing? You uh, you have a bat? That's your that's your thing. And I was like, yep, that's that's his thing. Hey, you know, some people punching is their thing. Some people using baseball bats is their thing. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, Caleb, how about you? So just to make a note, Kyle typically favors characters that really uh, love their sisters. It's been a running thing in our group. We keep meaning to talk to him about it. I can't help it if their <laughs> sisters are so attractive, okay? <laughs> Oh, please, man. please edit all of this out. All of it. Just no. take all. Just, okay. No, no all right. leave it in. No, leave it Get in. the past but, but out. A single iota of this is getting edited out. Every bit of it has to be there. Every yeah. every juicy sister loving morsel. Just just anybody <laughs> anybody send me no. if you want some That's edited out. Send it to me. But anyway, proceed. <laughs> no, this is this is all sting. Uh, I think I would. I think my favorite would have to be. Uh, a uh, snake bite guy in the snake suit. No, nobody likes him. I'm totally joking. Nobody cares about him at all. Um, Genos definitely has to be the favorite. I, as far as like, he's the only character with arc, the mystery surrounding his whole thing and what Metal Knight means to him. Um, also, he's not funny in in the manga. He's so funny in the anime. Like in his his background explanation scene where he starts talking faster and faster and the way they play off that is so brilliant. Also, look at him. Hot cyborg dude. Uh, you can't get over that. Kyle's fanning himself furiously right now. If he was my sister. Believe <laughs> <laughs> me. Okay, but, but. Um, like Kyle, I'm going to draw attention to a character that hasn't even been in the anime yet that's in the manga. And it is Tatsumaki's sister, Fubuki, or Blizzard, as she's known. Uh, let me just say high-fiving Kyle right now, taking a second. Anyway, Whoa, back to sisters! More sisters. God, son of a bitch, Kyle. So, so I I am not a waifu guy. I don't have a body pillow. I don't really go out for that. These aren't real people. Fubuki is my waifu. She's you people you people that watch the anime, you don't understand what you're missing out on. The second season's gonna be phenomenal. And just just Google image. Just Google image one punch man blizzard and You'll get an idea. Like that that is those those are some art assets, I will tell you. I was I was once like you. I thought anime girls were weird. However, <laughs> I'll send you some emails with PDFs later. Oh no. It'll change. Oh no no. Oh no. Oh no 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 no. Oh no. I think we need all of these for science. <laughs> so there's one called One Hurricane. It's oh. pretty good. <laughs> Sister Hurricane, Doki Doki something something. I'm sorry, we're bringing this podcast down to like a much lower level of quality. This is the quality we're used to here at Anime Bomb, and I'm sorry. 
I don't, we don't want to give the impression that it's like we're watching something online and it's like, oh, I like the character art of this character. That doesn't happen. That's not anime bomb. That's <laughs> so true. Yeah. Okay, Tom, who, what's what? your stupid character? Boobin Ride. <laughs> um, I, I'm so angry at myself. Everyone's, everyone's read the manga and, and I don't have any cool new characters where everyone's going to be like, Oh, you know what? I have a new respect for that character. That's a really interesting one, Tom. Good good choice. No, it's fucking Moomin Rider. I don't have anything cool. I'm not a cool guy. Um the backup is is Genos, because he's they're both they're both underdog characters, and Genos is such a stereotypical anime protagonist in my eyes, and him just getting destroyed by Saitama, like, no, shut up, your backstory's too long. I don't want to hear it anymore. That stuff just cracks me up. And Moomin Rider's the opposite. He's not the the stereotypical underdog protagonist that gets crapped on for being so stereotypical. He's just, like, full of heart. He's emotional. And, he, and it's just like, oh, you, you can't really do anything, buddy, but I believe in you. That's it. That I, I'm lame. When, when he threw the bike at Sea King. Oh, yeah. It's like, that's like his special move. That's, that's his, it. That's Justice Toss. <laughs> I'm also a fan of Justice Tackle, where he gently embraces the sea. <laughs> oh, this might be the most fun we have ever had on one of on a Who Cares cast. So, thank you already, gentlemen. Oh, I mean that you know, for me, I, I, I'm I'm with you, I'm with you there, Tom, and I'm with probably a lot of listeners there. Like, I, I love Moomin Rider. I mean, he. He's the heart of the show. I mean, he really is. And I, I, I really like Genos as a character. Um, as Caleb said, you know, he's got actual, you know, there's something enigmatic about him and his backstory and seeing him struggle and want to be a hero for the right reasons and all this good stuff. I really like Genos. He's cool. But Moomin Rider, I mean, for, for, for those of you who are still here and just haven't seen it, but have seen all the Moomin Rider love that is strewn about the internet. I mean, you, you gotta you gotta watch it for yourself and and find out because uh, I think as was also been said, I, I I like an underdog character and you know he goes into the <laughs> fighting the Sea King. I think I was with everybody and I think they knew that all of the audience or the readers would kind of be with when all the uh, all of the the citizens start cheering for him, even though you you throw all as with so many other times in this series, you throw logic out the window. And you just think, you know what? You know, maybe Moomin Rider will find a way. Get a Moomin Rider, and you're cheering him on. But the real reason I I I, I like him is is for yeah, he he hit all the the heart and knowing, you know, hey, maybe I can't beat you. In fact, I probably can't beat you. In fact, I know I can't beat you. But we will meet them in battle nonetheless. Like that was just such a that was such a cool moment, and uh, and just the fact that he's. You know, when I heard about when if you're if you're C class, you you have to have a a quota of doing things to to maintain that. And so the fact that he's top of C class, he's beloved by all of the citizens. He's just some guy riding around on a bicycle and getting kittens out of trees, or you know, getting a balloon for for a kid, or you know, you just so you just know in the back of your mind, he's just this good guy that just goes around doing good deeds, and it's like you know, I don't even know, he's not the hero we need, but he's the one we deserve, or something like that. I don't know. So absolutely, uh, I'm gonna go Moomin Rider all the way. <laughs> and as was said, 
this was great. This was so much fun. And thank you all gentlemen for being here today. If anybody has any uh, closing remarks or any, any other uh, last points of discussion or anything else they want to, they want to throw in here at the end. We just, from anime bomb, we want to say a consecutive normal. Thank you to everybody at, uh, do you know anime? Yeah. The good old fashioned civil. Thank you very much. Oh, I thank you. Sorry. I <laughs> I thought everyone was speaking I for said, me. I said normal. I said yeah. normal. Thank you. I'm bad at hey, normal. he said consecutive normal. So, yeah, I mean, you guys got it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's like the end of a soccer game. We're all kind of high fiving <laughs> each other. Thank Good game. Good, good cast. Good cast. You know, butt slap at the end for the, for the more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, way to show some hustle out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good game. <laughs> I like watching you walk away. I mean, good game. <laughs> Thankfully, you're not in the same room with anyone. Paid. Whoops, that was supposed to stay in my head, not not say out loud. What what am I what am I thinking? What are you talking about? Oh goodness. And uh, again, viewers on YouTube and listeners um, on iTunes, thank you again so much um, from uh, from me and us at uh, Who Cares About Anime as well. And uh, we hope you'll. Uh, Subscribe here or check us out on uh, iTunes, Facebook, Twitter. Um, we're going to try to keep the good times going like this with uh, bringing in familiar voices and hopefully new friends and peers as we have done today and uh, keep the good times rolling. And uh, absolutely check out the description uh, of this video. Uh, we're going to have links to uh, to Anime Bomb, the uh, the Anime Box of Mystery, and uh, so you can hear more of Kyle and Caleb and Tom and others. Just uh, just 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 you'll you'll be laughing your pants off, guaranteed. So check them out. And if you've got any any, any uh, animes you'd like us to cover, make sure and uh, leave us a note in the comments. We'd love to hear hear back from the fans what all they'd like to hear. Absolutely, absolutely. So again, thank you everybody for joining us today. And thank you, listeners, and we'll catch you next time.